The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Tuesday Good News Day is here. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Tuesday, July 5th, 2022, Tuesday of the 14th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle two. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Elizabeth of Portugal. Born in 1271, she learned self-discipline and acquired a taste for spirituality at a young age. At the age of 12, she was given in marriage to Dennis, the king of Portugal. She exercised piety, including daily mass, but also charity she was able to befriend and help pilgrims, strangers, the sick, the poor, all those whose need came to her notice. At the same time, she remained devoted to her husband, whose infidelity to her was a scandal to the kingdom. Dennis finally gave up his life of sin, and she repeatedly sought and effected peace between the king and their rebellious son, Alfonso, between Ferdinand, king of Aragon, and his cousin, James, she retired as a Franciscan tertiary after the death of her husband to a monastery of poor Clares. St. Elizabeth of Portugal died in 1336. St. Elizabeth of Portugal, pray for us, and let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for the elderly who represent the roots and memory of a people. May their experience and wisdom help young people to look towards the future with hope and responsibility. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, Intercede for me. In the Gospel today, we see you, Jesus, teaching in the synagogue and people offering their opinions about you. We read that when the Sabbath came, you began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard you were astonished. They said, Where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter? the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. So here it comes again. People couldn't believe that a man they knew so well would be able to do things they couldn't explain. So they took offense at you, Jesus. Why? Just because they couldn't do what you did, having a biography that was, in many ways, very similar to yours. I can imagine the situation. You, Jesus, preaching. The people in the first few rows, listening attentively. 
And then at the back, the gossipers, the know-it-alls, <laughs> whispering there, not daring to contradict you, Jesus, because they understood that in any argument they were no match for you. But they knew. Oh boy, I can hear them saying, he can fool others, but not us. We know he is the son of Joseph and Mary. We know his relatives. We knew him when he was a boy. Yeah, we know everything about him. Well, this gospel brought back one of the most shocking memories from when I first landed in the UK. It was exactly ten years ago. Bishop Javier Echevarria asked me if I would be happy to come to London, and I said yes. <laughs> Just one snack. I didn't speak English. <laughs> so I got down to it. And among the different things I tried, I started listening to audios in the car. Some were from the BBC. <laughs> so one day I was driving and listening to bbclearningenglish.com when I came across this. How to with bbclearningenglish.com Everyday English for everyday situations. Hello, welcome to How To with me, Neil Edgler. In this program, we'll take a look at how to gossip. What? <laughs> I thought I hadn't understood correctly. Or maybe the word had another meaning I didn't know. But there was no mistake, since Neil gave a definition of what he meant. How to gossip. That is, how to talk about other people's private lives. Perhaps you've heard a rumour... That is an interesting piece of news that may or may not be true, and you really want to tell someone else. Wow. <laughs> may or may not be true. <laughs> it doesn't really matter, apparently. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It seemed that I needed to learn how to gossip to integrate properly here. <laughs> anyway, so the program went on offering interesting ways to gossip. Have you heard about Mike? I've got the juiciest bit of gossip ever. Have you heard the latest gossip? So how do you do it? How do you start that kind of conversation? Find out how to gossip in this week's How To. <laughs> wow. Well, this is what came to my mind when reading the gospel today. And imagining you, Jesus, teaching the crowds and the know-it-alls, commenting about you and how well they knew you. The truth is... They didn't know you that well, did they? They had the Son of God in front of their faces, and they were blinded by their own wisdom, right? But I wanted to pray not about the difficulty they had in understanding you, Jesus, but about the damage they could cause to other people by distancing them from you with their talk. How many well-intentioned people heard them saying those things and stopped listening to you? Sacred Scripture speaks several times about the destructive power of the tongue. Among the most important texts, we have chapter 3 of St. James' letter. In it, you remember, the Apostle explains how we put bits into horses' mouths, and with them we guide their whole bodies, or how a massive ship is guided by a small rudder. And so, he concludes, the tongue is a small member, but it can do great harm if it's not kept under control. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire, he writes, and the tongue is a fire. 
how true this is. How much damage one can do by speaking about others behind their backs. These people listening to your teachings, Jesus, from the back of the synagogue and offering their opinion about your biography, about your parents, about your job, a carpenter. How convenient it would have been for them to read this piece of advice from Saint Jose Maria. Don't make negative criticism. If you can't praise, say nothing. It is true, Jesus, that we regret far more the things that we have said than the things that we didn't say, isn't it? How many times we have to apologize for what we have said? And instead, how many times do we have to apologize for not having said something? How many times we feel the temptation of giving our opinion about someone when no one has asked for it? Or even if someone has asked for it, for that matter. Jesus, how much damage we can cause people by speaking too much. When chatting with couples, sometimes I ask them, is it good for your relationship to say everything that comes to your mind? <laughs> Invariably, there are a few knowing smiles. Of course not. You have heard this before, but it bears repetition. We don't have to say everything we think, <laughs> but we do have to think about everything we say. You see, these inhabitants of Nazareth would have been more helpful to their neighbors if they had kept their thoughts to themselves. But no, they felt compelled to offer their opinion to everybody, and even felt obliged to prevent people from listening to you, Jesus. How much damage they caused in that little village. You came, Jesus, to save souls, and some people stood in your way. So let us pray today for that control of the tongue that St. James is talking about, that we may be able to master, like the navigator of the boat, the tendency to talk too much, to offer opinions on everything. These people listening to you, Jesus, knew a couple of things about you, but certainly not the most important one, that you were the Son of God. It seems so easy today, with the different social or antisocial media networks. Someone makes a mistake in public life, and you have 10 million people offering their opinion on him, as if they knew the guy. <laughs> A friend of mine who studied medicine with me was complaining about the lack of trust in doctors. <laughs> He said that now, anyone with Wi-Fi is an expert in anything. You just Google it, he said, and you know better than the doctor. <laughs> How easily people give their opinion about the Pope, about the bishop, about the parish priest, the politician in the news, the other drivers on the road, the neighbors next door, the football player, the coach, the policeman in the streets, as if they knew them personally. In that scene we read in the Gospel, in your hometown, in Nazareth, there were people who really knew you, Jesus. Probably your father, St. Joseph, had already died. But your mother, Mary, was there as well. And some other relatives, they knew you well. And yet, I can't imagine them going around the town chatting with everybody about you, Jesus, 
or about everyone else or talking about others behind their backs. They talked to God every day, and the more you talk to God, the less you need to say. Mary, my mother immaculate, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, help me to master my tongue. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 past the hour on Daybreak. It's Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin our day of prayer now, joining with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth, mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Go within His gates giving thanks. Enter His courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Indeed, how good is the Lord! Eternal His merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Surrender to God, and He will do everything for you. Surrender to God, and He will do everything for you.
Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not envy those who do evil, for they wither quickly like grass and fade like the green of the fields. If you trust in the Lord and do good, then you will live in the land and be secure. If you find your delight in the Lord, he will grant your heart's desire. Commit your life to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act, so that your justice breaks forth like the light, your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait in patience. Do not fret at the man who prospers, a man who makes evil plots to bring down the needy and the poor. Calm your anger and forget your rage. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. For those who do evil shall perish. The patient shall inherit the land. A little longer and the wicked shall have gone. Look at his place. He is not there, but the humble shall own the land and enjoy the fullness of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Surrender to God, and and He will do everything for you. Turn away from evil. Learn to do God's will. The Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. Turn Turn away from from evil, learn to do God's will, and the Lord will strengthen you if you obey him. The wicked man plots against the just and gnashes his teeth against him, but the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is at hand. The sword of the wicked is drawn, his bow is bent to slaughter the upright. Their sword shall pierce their own hearts, and their bows shall be broken to pieces. The just man's few possessions are better than the wicked man's wealth. For the power of the wicked shall be broken, and the Lord will support the just. He protects the lives of the upright. Their heritage will last forever. They shall not be put to shame in evil days. In time of famine, their food shall not fail. But all the wicked shall perish, and all the enemies of the Lord. They are like the beauty of the meadows. They shall vanish. They shall vanish like smoke. The wicked man borrows without repaying, but the just man is generous and gives. Those blessed by the Lord shall own the land, but those he has cursed shall be destroyed. The Lord guides the steps of a man and makes safe the path of one he loves. Though he stumble, he shall never fall for the Lord holds him by the hand. I was young, and now I am old, but I have never seen the just man forsaken, nor his children begging for bread. All the day he is generous and lends, and his children become a blessing. Then turn away from evil and do good, and you shall have a home forever, for the Lord loves justice and will never forsake his friends. The unjust shall be wiped out forever, and the children of the wicked destroyed. The just shall inherit the land, there they shall live forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Turn Turn away from evil, learn to do God's will, and the Lord will strengthen you if you obey him. Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in His way. Wait for the Lord to lead, 
than follow, follow in his, his way. The just man's mouth utters wisdom, and his lips speak what is right. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps shall be saved from stumbling. The wicked man watches for the just and seeks occasion to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in his power, nor let him be condemned when he is judged. Then wait for the Lord, keep to his way. It is he who will free you from the wicked, raise you up to possess the land, and see the wicked destroyed. I have seen the wicked triumphant, towering like a cedar of Lebanon. I passed by again. He was gone. I searched. He was nowhere to be found. See the just man. Mark the upright. For the peaceful man a future lies in store, but sinners shall all be destroyed. No future lies in store for the wicked. The salvation of the just comes from the Lord, their stronghold in time of distress. The Lord helps them and delivers them and saves them, for their refuge is in Him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. You proclaim the poor to be blessed, Lord Jesus, for the kingdom of heaven is given to them. Fill us generously with your gifts. Teach us to put our trust in the Father and to seek his kingdom first of all, rather than in imitate the powerful and envy the rich. Wait for, for the Lord, Lord to lead, lead then and follow in his way. way. Teach me goodness and holy wisdom, for I have put my trust in your guidance. From the second book of Samuel, David's army took the field against Israel, and a battle was fought in the forest near Mahanaim. The forces of Israel were defeated by David's servants, and the casualties that day were heavy, 20,000 men. The battle spread out over the entire region, and the thickets consumed more combatants that day and did the sword. Absalom unexpectedly came up against David's servants. He was mounted on a mule, and as the mule passed under the branches of a large terebinth, his hair caught fast in the tree. He hung between heaven and earth, while the mule he had been riding uh, ran off. Someone saw this and reported to Joab that he had seen Absalom hanging from a terebinth. Job said to his informant, If you saw him, why did you not strike him to the ground on the spot? then it would have been my duty to give you 50 pieces of silver and a belt. But the man replied to Job, Even if I already had a thousand pieces of silver in my two hands, I would not harm the king's son. For the king charged you and Abishai and Ittai in our hearing to protect the youth Absalom for his sake. Had I been disloyal and killed him, the whole matter would have come to the attention of the king and you would stand aloof. Job replied, I will not waste time with you in this way. And taking three pikes in hand, he thrust for the heart of Absalom, still hanging from the tree alive. Next, ten of Job's young armor-bearers closed in on Absalom and killed him with further blows. Job then sounded the horn, and the soldiers turned back from the pursuit of the Israelites because Job called to them to halt. Absalom was taken up and cast into a deep pit in the forest, and a very large mound of stones was erected over him. And all the Israelites fled to their own tents. Now David was sitting between the two gates, and a lookout mounted to the roof of the gate above the city wall, where he looked about and saw a man running all alone. The lookout shouted to inform the king, who said, If he is alone, he has good news to report. 
As he kept coming nearer, the lookout spied another runner. From his place atop the gate, he cried out, There is another man running by himself, and the king responded, He too is bringing good news. Then the lookout said, I notice that the first one runs like Ahimaaz, son of Zadok. The king replied, He is a good man. He comes with good news. Then Ahimaaz came out, called out, and greeted the king. With face to the ground, he paid homage to the king and said, Blessed be the Lord your God, who has delivered up the man who rebelled against my lord the king. But the king asked, Is the youth Absalom safe? And Ahimaaz replied, I saw a great disturbance when the king's servant Joab sent your servant on, but I do not know what it was. Then the king said, Step aside and remain in attendance here. So he stepped aside and remained there. When the Cushite came in, he said, Let my lord the king receive the good news that this day the Lord has taken your part, freeing you from the grasp of all who rebelled against you. But the king asked the Cushite, Is young Absalom safe? The Cushite replied, May the enemies of my lord the king and, and all who rebel against you with evil intent be as that young man. The king was shaken and went to the room over the city gate to weep. He said as he wept, My son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, if only I had died instead of you, Absalom, my son, my son. Job told that the king was weeping and mourning for Absalom, and that day's victory was turned into mourning for the whole army when they heard about that the king was grieving for his son. The soldiers stole into the city that day like men shamed by flight in battle. Meanwhile, the king covered his face and cried out in a loud voice, My son Absalom, Absalom, my son, my son. The word of the Lord. If an enemy had taunted me, I could have tolerated it. But, but you, you, my closest friend, whose pleasant companionship I enjoyed, have turned against me. The king was deeply moved and went up to the room over the city gate and wept. And as he went, he cried out, But you, my closest friend, whose pleasant companionship I enjoyed, have turned against me. A reading from a discourse on the Psalms by St. Augustine, Bishop. We entreat you, brothers, as earnestly as we are able, to have charity, not only for one another, but also for those who are outside the church. Of these, some are still pagans, who have not yet made an act of faith in Christ. Others are separated, insofar as they are joined with us in professing faith in Christ our head, but are yet divided from the unity of the body. My friends, we must grieve over these as over our brothers. Whether they like it or not, they are our brothers, and they will only cease to be so when they no longer say, Our Father. The prophet refers to some men saying, When they say to you, You are not our brothers, you are to tell them, You are our brothers. Consider whom he intended by these words. Were they the pagans? Hardly. For nowhere either in Scripture or in our traditional manner of speaking do we find them called our brothers. Nor could it refer to the Jews who did not believe in Christ. Read St. Paul and you will see that when he speaks of brothers without any qualification, he refers always to Christians. For example, he says, Why do you judge your brother? Or why do you despise your brother? And again, you perform iniquity and commit fraud, and this against your brothers. Those then who tell us, 
you are not our brothers, are saying that we are pagans. That is why they want to baptize us again, claiming that we do not have what they can give. Hence their error of denying that we are their brothers. Why then did the prophet tell us, Say to them, You are our brothers. It is because we acknowledge in them that which we do not repeat. By not recognizing our baptism, they deny that we are their brothers. On the other hand, when we do not repeat their baptism, but acknowledge it to be our own, we are saying to them, You are our brothers. If they say, Why do you seek us? What do you want of us? We should reply, You are our brothers. They may say, Leave us alone. We have nothing to do with you. But we have everything to do with you, for we are one in our belief in Christ. So we should be in one body, under one head. And so, dear brothers, we entreat you on their behalf, in the name of the very source of our love, by whose milk we are nourished, and whose bread is our strength, in the name of Christ our Lord and his gentle love. For it is time now for us to show them great love and abundant compassion by praying to God for them. May he one day give them a clear mind to repent and to realize that they have nothing whatever to say against the truth. They have nothing now but the sickness of their hatred, and the stronger they think they are, the weaker they become. We entreat you then to pray for them, for they are weak, given to the wisdom of the flesh, to fleshly and carnal things, but yet they are our brothers. They celebrate the same sacraments as we, not indeed with us, but still the same. They respond with the same Amen, not with us, but still the same. And so pour out your hearts for them in prayer to God. I implore you in the Lord, lead a life worthy of the vocation to which you have been called. Be careful to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, and there is but one hope given to you by your calling. Be careful to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Let us pray. O God, who in the abasement of your Son have raised up a fallen world, fill your faithful with holy joy, whereon those you have rescued from slavery to sin you bestow eternal gladness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 24 minutes before the hour. Today's gospel is coming up in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, you have to think that the scribes and Pharisees are really stretching for a reason to dislike Jesus. Today's Gospel is from the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. As they were going away, behold, a dumb demoniac was brought to Jesus. And when the demon had been cast out, the dumb man spoke, and the crowds marveled. Never was anything like this seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He casts out demons by the prince of demons. Jesus, 
went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every infirmity. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings around the relevant radio app. Our one and only goal should be union with Jesus Christ, not only in this life, but in the next as well. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. A mountaineer was climbing towards a shelter high up on the mountain. The path became steeper and steeper, and at times it was difficult for him to take the next step forward. The icy wind whipped against his face, but he was oblivious to this, owing to the impression made on him by the great silence that reigned all around, and by the beauty of the landscape. The refuge, which was simple and rough-hewn, was very welcoming. Very soon he noticed some words written above the fireplace, words that he felt completely identified with. My place is at the summit, they said. That is our place also, at the summit next to Christ, with a constant desire of aspiring to sanctity in the place where we are, even though we are only too well aware of the poor clay of which we are made, of our shortcomings and failings. But we know, too, that God asks us to make a small effort every day. He asks us to struggle without respite against the passions that tend to pull us down. He asks us never to form a pact with our defects or mistakes. What will make us persevere in this struggle is love, a deep love for Christ, whom we seek unceasingly. The Christian's ascetical struggle has to be positive, cheerful, constant, and be carried with a sporting spirit, a spirit of energetic contest. Sanctity has the flexibility of supple muscles. Whoever wishes to be a saint should know how to behave in such a way that while he does something that involves some mortification for him, he omits doing something else, as long as this does not offend God, which he would find difficult, and thanks the Lord for this comfort. If we Christians were to act otherwise, we would run the risk of becoming stiff and lifeless, like a rag doll. Sanctity is not rigid like cardboard. It knows how to smile, to give way to others, and to hope. It is life, a supernatural life. In the interior struggle, we will also meet with failures. Many such failures will be unimportant. Others will be more serious. But our atonement and our contrition will bring us even closer to God. And if ever we smash into small pieces what we felt was most precious in our life, God will be able to mend that very thing if we are humble. He always forgives us and helps us when we turn to him with a contrite heart. We must learn to begin again many times with new joy, with new humility, for even if we have caused serious offense to God and have done much harm to other people, we can still later come very close to God in this life and be happy with him in the next as long as there is true repentance. 
as long as we make room in our lives for penance, humility, sincerity, and repentance, and begin again. God allows for our weakness and always forgives us, but we need to be sincere to repent and to struggle to rise up again. There is incomparable joy in heaven each time we begin again. Throughout our journey on earth, we will have to do so many times because there will always be faults, shortcomings, weaknesses, and sins for us to recover from. May we never lack the straightforwardness to acknowledge this and to open our souls to our Lord in the tabernacle and in spiritual direction. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, let's pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Lord, send forth your light and your truth. Lord, send forth your light and your truth. Defend me, O God, and plead my cause against a godless nation. From deceitful and cunning men rescue me, O God. Since you, O God, are my stronghold, why have you rejected me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe? 
O send forth your light and your truth. Let these be my guide. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. And I will come to the altar of God, the God of my joy. My Redeemer, I will thank you on the harp, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty Father, source of everlasting light, send forth your truth into our hearts and pour over us the brightness of your light. Lord, Lord, send send forth forth your your light and and your truth. Lord, keep us safe all the days of our lives. Lord, keep keep us us safe all the days of our lives. Once I said, In the noontime of life I must depart to the gates of the netherworld where I shall be consigned for the rest of my years. I said, I shall see the Lord no more in the land of the living. No longer shall I behold my fellow men among those who dwell in the world. My dwelling, like a shepherd's tent, is struck down and borne away from me. You have folded up my life, like a weaver who severs the last thread. Day and night you give me over to torment. I cry out until the dawn. Like a lion he breaks all my bones. Day and night you give me over to torment. Like a swallow, I utter shrill cries. I moan like a dove. My eyes grow weak, gazing heavenward. O Lord, I am in straits. Be my surety. You have preserved my life from the pit of destruction. When you cast behind your back all my sins. For it is not the netherworld that gives you thanks nor death that praises you. Neither do those who go down into the pit await your kindness. The living, the living give you thanks, as I do today. Fathers declare to their sons, O God, your faithfulness. The Lord is our Savior. We shall sing to stringed instruments in the house of the Lord all the days of our life. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, keep, keep us safe all the days of our life. To you, O God, our praise is due in Zion. To you, O God, our praise is due in Zion. To you our praise is due in Zion, O God. To you we pay our vows, you who hear our prayer. To you all flesh will come, 
with its burden of sin. Too heavy for us are offenses, but you wipe them away. Blessed is he whom you choose and call to dwell in your courts. We are filled with the blessings of your house, of your holy temple. You keep your pledge with wonders, O God, our Savior, the hope of all the earth and of far distant isles. You uphold the mountains with your strength. You are girded with power. You still the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves and the tumult of the peoples. The ends of the earth stand in awe at the sight of your wonders. The lands of sunrise and sunset you fill with your joy. You care for the earth. Give it water. You fill it with riches. Your river in heaven brims over to provide its grain. And thus you provide for the earth. You drench its furrows. You level it, soften it with showers. You bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness. Abundance flows in your steps. In the pastures of the wilderness it flows. The hills are girded with joy. The meadows covered with flocks. The valleys are decked with wheat. They shout for joy. Yes, they sing. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, hope of all the earth, hear the humble prayer of your children as we sing your praises. Pour out your Spirit on us so that our lives may bear fruit abundantly. To you, O God, our praise is due in Zion. A reading from First Thessalonians. You are not in the dark, brothers, that the day should catch you off guard like a thief. No, all of you are children of light and of the day. We belong neither to darkness nor to night. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Dawn finds me watching, crying out for you. All my trust is in your promise. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, save us from the hands of all who hate us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight 
all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, Save us from the hands of all who hate us. Let us bless our Savior who enlightens the world by his resurrection. Let us humbly beg him. Keep us, Lord, on your path. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. Lord Jesus, we honor your resurrection in our morning prayer. The hope of your glory enlightens our day. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. Accept, Lord our prayers and petitions as the first fruits of our day keep, keep us lord on your path grant that we may progress today in your love and that all things may work together for our good and the good of all keep, keep us, us lord, lord on, on your path. path make our light shine so brightly before men that seeing our good works they may give glory to the father keep, keep us lord on your path Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Lord Jesus Christ, true light of the world, you guide all mankind to salvation. Give us the courage, strength, and grace to build a world of justice and peace ready for the coming of that kingdom. You live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is up next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the app. Go out now, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.